Hi. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Breakstarter Podcast, episode 161. Sean Filson, Zachary Taylor. How you doing, Zach? Pretty cool number. One six one. Feels like a like a Stitch variant. Right. That's the first thing that came in my mind. Really? I was like, dang, we a long ways away yeah. from six two six. When we get to two six two, maybe we'll have like we'll call it like reverse Stitch or something like that. Yeah, switch it like off. Exoskeleton Stitch, something like that. Who's the stand? Isn't the sandwich guy like he's one off from him? Six two five. Oh, six two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I like him the most. He he's goofy he, for sure. Him to me feels like, like if I was a Stitch variant, that would be Becca. He, she would be the sandwich guy. Yeah. And just be like, hey, hey, I got a sandwich. I'm you. But well, it worked for Gantu. He's like, he's like, we're supposed to be pretty similar. <laughs> This I just like, make sandwiches. She's just like, no, bro. Hell no, we are not. <laughs> We're not anything alike, actually. How are you doing? Um, on this fine 161 day. Pretty good. I've been working. Nice. Pre-use, pre-use. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a little birthday coming up? Yeah, it's like two months. Kind of coming up. And then we're going on a cruise. Yeah, when is it again? May, May 29th. Okay, true. You didn't Memorial want to put, Day. You didn't want to put it on your birthday? No, it's for Abby's graduation, so... Yeah, sure it is. She, she, don't, she don't listen. We know you're going for your birthday. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. 25. Mm-hmm. You feel old? Quarter decade? God, like... <laughs> That's really old. I think I told you about the, the little dots thing that I'm doing now, right? Oh, Um. Well, there's an author that I like. His name's Tim Urban. And he has a, a blog that he puts out. And one of the things he has on there is this uh, dot calendar. So it's basically uh, the amount of months that make up 90 years. Mm-hmm. So basically like a standard lifetime. Um, and it's fucking, it's, excuse me, it's very trippy when you fill in the dots. And you're like, shit, oh my god, that's a lot of dots. I've been alive. <laughs> but then you're like, you're like I kind of got a lot of dots. But then like. It's weird because I can't imagine, like, especially if I keep it up and still fill it in, like, what happens when I get, like, halfway? No, I got a terrible... That's, a, that's literally midlife crisis right there. Yeah, right. But at, like, 45. <laughs> I know, right? That's not that far off. <laughs> get out of here. But it's pretty cool. I, I, I like it. It's a little... uh, It's, not, it's like, morbid in, like, a good way. I kind of like it. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like... Because like, with it, I thought... I love about, good things that are morbid. <laughs> well, <'Cause> that... <laughs> Well, the way, I, the way I thought about it was that I took the positive from it was like, oh, well, like, how many of these dots have each one of these people made up in my life? Which is, like, really cool. Like, you are, like, half my fucking dots, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, it was cool because, like, each row is three years. And so I was like, I was like, Beck, you're almost a whole row. Hey. Like, an entire row of my life. Just crazy. Jeff's probably, like... Jeff would be... Two and a half, three rows? Yeah, he'd be almost three rows, probably. Because we met him, or you met him, right after we met. I think like a year or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, Jeff, old man. <laughs> he's coming. I'm so excited about that. I, know, I can't believe he's going to drive. It's going to be a long drive. Yeah. But at least we won't have to chauffeur him around. Like that, he's is, a, that is true. It, just, it made Jeff feel like he was like 
15 because yeah, right. we had to like drive him everywhere he was like our little brother that we just had to take <laughs> literally uh, but it, I'm excited for Jeff to come down we're gonna definitely have to have him on the pod during oh, his for sure. two weeks he's here maybe even two of them yeah. if we allow him to be on too we might not yeah, we might I, don't want Jeff on. On. I don't know if I want Jeff on no I'm just kidding <laughs> um, maybe maybe we'll plan out like a big pod with Jeff here heck yeah have like a little four person how many four person pods do we have None? I don't think we've had any. I'm trying to think. Maybe back when we had we were, Justin. We were going to have both we of were, us and both the girls, but we ended up splitting it up. Yeah. I think we had it whenever it was you, me, and Justin, and we had my, my dad on. Really? Back in like the olden days. Maybe. Maybe. I don't care. We never had four. I know we've had Nick on. Well, whenever he comes, we got to do the Lakers all-time <laughs> we'll draft. We'll finally have enough people. Yeah, we'll finally have enough. <laughs> yeah. This um, is hard because nobody we know is like a basketball guy. Yeah, we barely found four for Dynasty Basketball. <laughs> so if you listen to this and you know us. We, we need one Yeah, we right need now. one. We actually do. The team's pretty mid, so you could probably recover. But they have the second pick in the draft. Yeah. So, Scoot yeah. Henderson, for hey, sure. Hey, depending on uh, fantasy outlook, maybe it might be Amin. You know? Might be Ramen or Rasor. <laughs> Amin, Ramen, Ozer, Rosser. Do, do you have a preference between those two right now? Uh, I actually like Asor. I kind of like him more, too. Yeah. I know. I think Amin is... He's kind of like flashier to me. Um, but I, I think Ozer might be like a slower burn kind of thing. Like, he's not going to come in and immediately like take over... But he might be like two years down the road, be like, "Wait, you're better than him now." Yeah, and he I, did, he didn't get better. I think so as well. Um, I mean, my draft board is looking up and down. Like it's we. Speaking of Jeff, he's calling me right now. Weird. Sorry, Jeff. Weird. Get out, get out of here. Get out. Um, <laughs> anyways, I'm I'm going to look at the my draft board. I mean, Asor Thompson, he's jumped up to fifth. I mean, I still have him below Almond Thompson. Well, mm-hmm. Tankathon does right now. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I definitely like him more. He's only... I mean, they're the same size. He's mm-hmm. only five pounds heavier than Amon. Whoa, but, whoa. Yeah. He um, feels like he can play up to me. Yeah, Better than sure. Amon can. But you never know. With that athleticism, he may be able to just... Both of them do it. With um, where the Thunder are right now, uh, taking... Grady Dick. Ooh, that's right. Third, I fourth cousin, whatever I he is. I would love that, that dude. Him and Isaiah Joe on the court at the same time. Just That would be th- sick. I would just... I, I'm telling you, I have only had probably two people on the Thunder that I could just... As soon as they shoot, I'm like, yeah, that's probably in. Because <laughs> you know, like most people, I'm just like, 50-50, they're probably not going to make it, you mm-hmm. know? But like, Danilo Gallinari, when we had him. Moro. I wouldn't even say that because he shot like thirty four percent. No, there's someone else. I'm, He's I a he was a Alex Abrinas was Abrinas, good, but Abrinas. he didn't like play much. But like yeah. lately, it's been Gallinari and now Isaiah Joe. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Joe leads the league in three point percentage. That makes me so happy. Where's he on attempts? Uh, he's he's not super high because but he's only playing like 20 minutes per game. Yeah. Whenever Shea went out, he had three straight games where he had 20 plus. Dude. Sick. Yeah. What? Sick. Love that. Um, but yeah, Grady Dick, I think he's going to be a knockdown shooter. Shout out, Cuzzo. You probably don't even... He don't know you. <laughs> Nobody... We didn't even know he, he don't was know our you. cousin until... He don't know you. 
You should. You should. I, I'm better than him. Yeah, out um, here. But I also like Taylor Hendricks. Those are my two little oh my quote-unquote God. sleeper. <laughs> what? Don't look. Tell me what percentage you think Isaiah Joe's, uh, or what do you think his of his field goal percentages are, or of his field goals are three-pointers? It's like 92% or something. 80. It's 81. But it's, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's literally like top Five percent in the entire league. Like, I mean, that's insane. That's fine with me. <laughs> that is fine with me. I mean, he is a sniper, dude. He's ridiculous. Anyways, he shoots forty-four percent. I told you, he lead the league. He's, he's the Aaron Neesmith we always thought we were getting. <laughs> Dog. Um. Anyways, how's his defense? It's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. He's taking a surprising amount of like charges and everything, but we lead the league by like. 40 charges taken or something stupid. Mm. We have number one and number two in the league. Kendrick yeah. Williams, who... And Jay. Jay, um, Will. Jay Will. And then Isaiah Joe, I think he's like top 10 now. Hmm. And that's a, that's just charges. That's not offensive fouls drawn. Because Lou Dort leads the league in offensive fouls drawn. Really? Yeah. So we're just like... I heard a cool stat about Lou Dort, or I saw a cool stat about Lou Dort this week. He is top five... In lowest points per possession when guarding the ball hand or pick and roll. Yeah, yeah. Where's Let's the go. Where's the uh, the the Thunder stat heads for that one, huh? Scrubs. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's get into it. I'm sure you read the title and that's why you clicked it. But it's too late. You're already ten minutes in. We ain't even talked about it. But <laughs> we're gonna talk about. Um, I th- I titled it on my notes. We can change it. I don't know, obviously, they already know by now. But I thought I'd just check up. Just a little a little post. Um, Trade deadline, yeah. check up. A little post-deadline check up. Hey, you, you're past the deadline. Time to check up on it. Why are you so late? Um, yeah, I think we're going to run through some guys. Um, just some quick names. and It's going to be all of them. But uh, Sadiq Bay, James Wiseman, Kyrie, McCall Bridges, KD. Obviously, we have to talk about those two. That's probably the biggest trade we had. Um, Bamba, maybe a little talk about D'Lo. Um, you mentioned Josh Hart. Uh, and then we got a few other little sprinkled in ones we can do as we go. Um, but pick whoever you want to start with. Um, we should just start with KD because okay. he's the best player there. He's the biggest trade deadline pickup probably of all time. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. Um, i trying to think who really like crazy deadline is. I'm pretty sure like people ranked it before and it was something like Rasheed Wallace. Because they won the title that. that year. I can see that. Because, I mean, they're thinking about, like, trade deadline. Like, the day of the trade deadline, not just in-season trades. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the most insane one. I mean, James Harden getting I'm trying acquired. i just, like, recently. There's always just, like, a lot. Which is the There's a lot part. of, like, six, seventh, eighth men. Yeah. Like, bench guys that get traded for. But, I mean, this year, KD, Kyrie, D'Lo... Westbrook, Jakob Pertl, like, they all, almost all of those guys are starting guys. So that's multiple. That's and, multiple starting lines. And, I mean, McCall Bridges and Cam Johnson, they both start for the Nets. I um, feel like the name we use, like, the highest, basically from this grouping that we would normally see would be, like, a Wiseman type of thing, where it's like, okay, well, he was an early pick. They move him. It's kind of like the pedigree type move. We don't really see these, like, crazy big stars, KD, Kyrie type being moved that often during trade deadline. But – I think it was a couple of years ago. I think this was the trade deadline, but when Mark Gasol got moved for 
Jonas Valanciunas and oh that Grizzlies Raptors yeah, swap and the Raptors got I think that, that year that the Raptors line. won I think the championship deadline. yeah because they were like they're like oh well, he's just gonna be better than Jonas and then they they won he was just a stretch big like just just stretch really best season of his career um but yeah let's talk about Kevin Durant so he's played three games so far for the Phoenix Suns they're three and zero. He's tied for the best winning percentage out of all the guys. Um, 26.7 points, 7.5 rebounds, and then a little over 3.5 assists with 1.5 blocks per game. Um, I'll say the stat line is very solid. I'm about to say, it doesn't it, really pop off. Like, it feels it, like it's normal for him. Yeah, it's just a normal stat line, nothing crazy. But the thing that impresses me the most is like how much it helps Booker. Like, you remember that first year when Chris Paul got there and Booker was just, like, going crazy because people had to guard Chris Paul? Mm-hmm. Well, now they have Chris Paul and Kevin Durant, who's a top ten scorer of all time. Yeah. I, when Booker – or when Chris Paul got out of there, it was, it, was, it was helping him as far as a playmaking aspect, but it didn't help him as far as being guarded by the best defender. Mm-hmm. I think Kevin Durant kind of affects him in that way. But lately, um, since Kevin Durant's been playing, Booker's averaged 36 points per game. He's had 35, 36, 37. I was just about to look that up. And it's just insane to me. Like, I think he's playing extremely well. He's averaged 36 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists with a steal and a block. I only know that because he was my MVP of the week. But um, insane. Like, those numbers from him is more than you could ever ask for. I mean... It, he, there's no way that he would average that over the season, but Kevin Durant just taking that load off of him and letting him still be that guy where he can just go out and get his own. Mm-hmm. And you still have to guard Kev, like you basically have to double team KD off ball, mm-hmm. just because it takes him a second to shoot if that, and just pull up. He's gonna knock down ninety percent of the shots he attempts. So. I'm curious if he, if there's almost like an aspect where this allows Booker to kind of like coast a little, or sorry, KD to coast a little, like his usual in the regular season, but then come playoff, Booker is now going to be already hot and in in a rhythm with this like volume increase um, going against a second best defender. So now he's warmed up, hot, you could say, against the second best defender. And now you already know what you're going to get from KD in the playoffs. So basically, two guys who are basically primed for a seven-game series. Mm-hmm. Um, curious to see how that plays out. One one note that I did have for KD, KD before we go to the next person. Um, I'm I mentioned it two weeks ago. I'm curious to see how Aiton looks defensively at when he's paired with Kevin Durant. We know Kevin Durant is a plus defender, makes everyone on the court a plus defender just based on his help side defense. Um, but uh, Kevin Durant right now is averaging some of the most – or sorry, sorry, sorry. I read the, I'm, I'm talking about the wrong person. I'm sorry. Um, his assists are lower than what, I, what I'm expecting right now. He's only getting like four-ish, and obviously Booker's taking this, play, this playmaking role. We see him get – what was it? A 10-assist game, um, a six and a seven or something like that this week. Um, or in the three games they played with him. But I think we've seen Kevin Durant teams thrive the most when he gets his assists up to around that six mark, maybe like 5'3", five, 5'5", five, five, somewhere around there. Um, so I'm curious if that's kind of like a 
a system type thing where he's still just kind of getting integrated. So he's kind of just kind of like letting Booker cook. He he drives the offense. KD just builds in. Or if it's something where he's going to take a step back in the playmaking and just coast until that playoff mark. Uh, any thoughts on that? Um, I think – I don't know. KD isn't like those Kawhi Leonard or – I'm trying to think of who else does it. Kawhi Leonard's the main one that comes to mind where he doesn't play. Like, mm-hmm. he just sits out to get that rest, to get the load maintenance, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, Kevin Durant's never really been that kind of guy. And, I mean, as he's getting older, I think it's okay for him to do that every once in a while. I think it has become, like, I don't like the word, but, like, pandemic epidemic type thing Mm -hmm. in the league where it's just like it's horrible for the league Mm -hmm. like you don't want these guys resting if they're not really hurt like if they're sore i mean the nba has been around for 76 77 years Mm -hmm. and you just started you just started seeing load managing come up within how many years ago what was it like four it just doesn't make sense like I heard some something weird, uh, or not weird, but I guess kind of interesting to take into account is, so they reduced the whatever it was like four and six nights or four and seven and all those like five five and seven basically chunking a ton of games all back to back and then giving you a big rest. Um, but Paul George was mentioning in his interview with JJ Reddick talking about how um, he he prefers the previous setup where they had longer stints. Because it it allowed them like a chunk of time to regroup, get everything back back in order, kind of take like a rest day involved in the break rather than just kind of like going back, having one day off, going back in. Because um, he was saying that like they may spend that whole first day just getting treatment and like um, type of massage therapy, stuff like that, just to come off of a back to back or whatever. And then that's the whole day and then they play the next day, um, which again – I don't know. I've never played 82 games in a couple months. But um, it does kind of make sense. Like, I guess you could understand, like, yes, playing four and six nights is a ton. It's a huge grind. You're basically just traveling the two days in between. But if it means you get three days off in a row, and that may, like, I don't know. It could be something that kind of comes up more relevant. I'm, I'm curious to see if it ends up getting, like, voted on for some kind of change. I just think it's stupid that all these players are getting paid. As much as they are. Like, Kawhi is getting mm. paid $37, $38 million mm. a year to sit half the games mm. when he's not really injured. Yeah. Like, that It that shouldn't happen. Like, yeah. it's, that's dumb. I think that's horrible well, for the league, for players. I mean, that's making these other guys on the team, that's making the team suffer. That's making the other guys on the team suffer because they signed there thinking that they were going to play with you. Yeah. Or they stayed there thinking that they were going to play with you. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there playing 38 games a year yeah. out of 82. I'm curious. Don't worry. He'll be there for however many playoff games. But, like, last year they didn't even make it. Yeah. This year they could fall out. Like, yeah. that could be back-to-back years after making one of the biggest trades in NBA history yeah. with the Thunder getting PG and obviously getting Kawhi. But, like, 
Well, I just don't get why the NBA allows it. And I'm not trying to just go in on this because we have a yeah. whole topic that we have to talk about. But doesn't, doesn't the MLB do something where it's like you get paid based on the number of games you play? Mm-hmm. And why don't I they think just that's, do that same thing? I think that's good and bad because, like, what if something like Cade happens where fractures his shin? You don't get paid and, for it. You didn't play. Yeah. I I mean, the NFL doesn't even guarantee contracts. That's the yeah. thing. So, like, the ML, MLB, I do, do they do fully guaranteed every contract? Or is it like a, um, I think they have the option yes to Yes and no. Okay. I think the, the NBA is one of the few leagues that is mostly fully guaranteed contracts. Unless it's already in there that, like, yeah. like if you sign – they can't just non-guarantee your entire yeah. deal. Yeah. Like you have to have by this date, if you're waived, then you get this much. So you, there is that kind of like non-guaranteed deals, mm-hmm. but you're never going to get that for the stars. Like even just like, NFL, even like true role players. Stars. Yeah. Even just like true role players. Like you might get it for that 13th guy on the bench. That's 21 that mm-hmm. you're just throwing a flyer on, yeah. but you're not going to get that for Kawhi Leonard. You're not going to get these non-guaranteed deals like some NFL stars do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just it's bad for the league, 100% bad for the league. But back to Kevin Durant and all that. He's my number one player from the trade deadline, obviously, mm-hmm. um, to get moved. He's the most helpful player going to a new team. Mm-hmm. But my number two on this, might surprise you a little bit, is Jakob Pertl. Okay. So the Raptors haven't had the best record since he joined. They're six and four. This is before Tuesday night games. Uh, they were six and four since he's joined the team. Fifteen and a half points, nine rebounds, three offensive rebounds, mm-hmm. two point four assists with one point eight steals and one point seven blocks. Defensively, he's been a menace. Three and a half stocks per game, and. Then you add in the about six defensive rebounds, which those aren't defensive stats. They are defensive stats. They're just not as beautiful mm-hmm. sounding as steals and blocks. Um, but I think he has been probably the second or third most impactful on the like since the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be one other player, but I wanted him to group. I wanted to group him together with his teammate that arrived with him. Um, but yeah, Jakob Pertl, he's probably the second or third most impactful player from the trade deadline. I'd agree with that. Uh, I don't know if I'd have him second, but yeah, he, he's surprisingly had a career low usage percentage, even dating back from his rookie season. But he's been more, even more efficient in those minutes and in that usage percentage. Um, but I'm a little unsure if he's going to end up getting more ramped up into uh, more touches or if it's going to be one of those things where it's like, we just want you to play this role. We know you can do it. And that's just going to be it. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm curious to see how with this lower amount of touches, how he can still be putting up career high in points, defense rebounds and steals right now. So very interesting. I'm curious if it's like a system thing that's causing him to be able to like excel and kind of like thrive in his reduced minutes and reduced touches, or if it's something where it's just like he's kind of just hit some kind of like influx in his career where it's like, okay, well, we just don't want to give you more minutes. Because we've had that issue before where like we couldn't like 
get a team to really give him like 30, 32 minutes, just consistently, just give it to him, let him play, call it a day, just put him out there. Um, but he is in those lower lower touches, earning him a career high in free throw rate. So nice. he's he's getting a lot of touches, and they're being more efficient with him. But um, I just don't understand why he's. Just, do you think it's like their offense just moving the ball more than San Antonio, or what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think they are focusing on him a little bit more than San Antonio did because they're trying to go for win now, whereas San Antonio was going more for the rebuilding, trying to get their young guys more playing time, more touches, all that. And Jacoperta was just like the vet in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Now, when he's with the Raptors, he's more of a focal piece mm-hmm. because he is a player that's going to get them wins. He's, getting, he's a player that's going to get them the statistics that they need to go out and win these games. Um, I, I just think he's been incredible since joining the Raptors. The record may not be perfect, but, I mean, he's not playing a ton of minutes. He's only playing a little under 28. Mm-hmm. Like, five players on the team are averaging more minutes per game than he is. Uh, and he's still putting up a ton of stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think they're going to make playoffs? I think they'll make the play in. The playoffs is a tough ask. I don't think that they are a scary team to play in the playoffs, honestly. If they make the playoffs, then... And none of the rest of... Because Boston, Philadelphia, New York, Brooklyn, and them are in their division. So if they make the playoffs, most likely the entire... Their entire division is going to make the playoffs. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder if that's ever happened before. I can't remember it. I know that pretty rare. The Northwest Division has always been the closest. Um, huh. But over in the West, if the Lakers make the playoffs, then their whole conference makes it. Because Sacramento, Phoenix... Golden State, Clippers, Lakers. Mm, yeah, that one's been messed up because Sacramento for so long. <laughs> 16 years. Yeah. I think the closest one has been the Northwest Division that has the Nuggets, Thunder, Jazz. Um, Nuggets, Thunder, Jazz. Portland. And Minnesota. Mm. That one year that I think the... The one year that the Timberwolves made it with Jimmy Butler... I think the only team that didn't make it was Portland? Hmm. Maybe right. Or Denver. Denver, sorry. Because Minnesota beat them out for the final, for the eighth spot. Um, Next one. I'm going to mention two players here. I don't think you have the second one, but I added him in late just because I didn't realize his stats were so great. Mm -hmm. Um, McCall Bridges, 26.1 points, which it's gone up since... Uh, I think it's 26.5, uh, including last night's game. So he's only 0.2 points per game behind KD, the guy that they traded for him. Uh, a little under six rebounds, a little over three assists with 1.1 steals, but they're three and six since acquiring him. I think they won last night, though, so they'd be four and six. Um, and then Cam Johnson, 18.2 points. 
Sounds like a lot. Like, that felt like a lot, so I was just like, let me add him in. Uh, four and a half rebounds, one and a half assists, with a little under one and a half steals. Obviously, the same record since acquiring him. Mm. So, we'll just stick to talking about McCall Bridges, but I wanted to shout out Cam Johnson. McCall is... I've said it before. He's one of my favorite players that aren't on the Thunder, and whoever was whoever was reportedly offering four first round picks for him. You hope it was you. I mean, it was probably us or the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. and both of them are. I mean, they would look amazing with McCallbridge. I mean, him averaging twenty six and a half points at this point in his career. I mean, yes, he is twenty six, but. I mean, he's probably still not even in his prime yet. Like, he might be like right on the verge of it. This is probably the beginning of it. But, I mean, if he's averaging 26, 27 points per game, I mean, that's an insane player, plus all the defense that he adds. And it's just like, geez. Yeah, one of the stats that I've kind of been tracking since he, or I guess, I guess right as he got traded, was he was at 0.6. Uh, pick and roll possessions per game last season, which is bottom of the barrel. I mean, that Lou Dort gets like 0.3 or something. So that's pretty low. Um, then as soon as getting traded, he was up to 2.3. Or I'm sorry, right before getting traded, he was up to 2.3. So this season he was getting that increased role with Booker and, and um, uh, Chris Paul going in and out of the lineup a lot. Um, then, get this, so in trying to catch up on how he's been doing, uh, he's up to 4.6. So he's increased his pick and roll uh, possessions per game by four in the last season, um, which is a big jump. It's not, you know, world beater or anything. But, um, no, I guess when I say not a world beater, it is not even in the top 50. So it's not crazy. But his usage percentage is all up to 27%. So I'm just confused because I don't really understand where his usage is coming from because it's not pick and roll. I guess not enough to be drastic. And it's not ISO. So I, I just need to dedicate a little more time to like really, really honing on like where he's just dominating the ball in this time. Um, do you have anything on that? Like off the top of my head, like I, I see him run a lot. Of, uh, so I know they're adding a lot of like motion offense to bring in like lower, um, lower block action. Actually, higher block action, I'm sorry. Um, to bring in uh, McCall Bridges because they used to have KD. And they would give him low block um, touches. And McCall had told the coach multiple times that he wants his uh, touches higher up to give him more room. I guess just to use more athleticism rather than just height. Um, but I, I just need to see, like, where it is. I mean, he is feasting right now. 27% is, like, heliocentric levels. Like, that is – that's what we were, like, hoping Paolo would even come close to. Um, and, and we're getting that from McCall Bridges now on this team. Surrounded by a ton of role players, which is even a bigger deal because not only does it prove that he is a good NBA player, which you already knew, it also shows that he can dominate other good role players Um, because we didn't really get to see him dominate role players next to Booker. We already knew he wasn't going to alpha Booker, and we knew he wasn't going to like – it didn't matter if he dominated DeAndre Ayton. You know what I mean? We didn't really have an instance there with other like decently good guys. Um, But, yeah, like you mentioned, up to a career high, 26.6 points per game. Um, but I will say, um, I'm intrigued by his rebound jump. So he's up to 5.3 rebounds per game, which is a career high. Um, and I think, I mean, if he could get that to like six, a 27 or sorry, 
basically, I don't want to call him that 26 point per game score. Not yet. But like, let's say a 25 point per game score, six rebounds, five assists. I mean, that's that, an all-star. That's an all-star. That's 100% all-star, like, with no doubt. And I know I've, like, previously been like, I need to see it from him. And I, for damn sure, if you give me 26, 5, and 5, they ain't no, there's no, no doubt at all there. Um, I mean, that's – I'm sorry, but that's, to me, almost even better than Jalen Brown to me. Um, but he is – something that's kind of cool – second in the league in pick-and-roll post-defense since being traded in lowest uh, points per game – or points per possession. And he's at, like, .77. Which is honestly incredible. That is crazy. Um, so they're definitely feeding him into the teeth of def- the, the defense right now, which is, I mean, with that usage bump, and he's getting basically the most pick and roll defense possessions. I mean, you can't ask much more for a guy when you re- get picks with him and get this guy. Yeah. Um, I've always said I love McCall Bridges. I mean, especially this season when he's started to jump more. Um, he's just like, it, it feels like he just fell into the Nets' lap as, like, the KD replacement. Yeah, he's like, oh, like he's, he's, you guys want to restart? Okay, sure. I mean, he is 26, so he's not going to be, like, the guy they can rebuild around, but maybe more so the guy that they can retool around. Like, I mean, I can't think of who they could just go out and get that's going to be, like, a secondary star to him that's mm-hmm. available right now just off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's, like, say they go out and get, like, I think Nick Claxton is great. I think he's, like, probably going to end up top five for defensive player of the year. But, like, say they go out and get, like, Cat. Or or they go out and get, maybe more so, like, they need guard help. But you go out and get... Zach Levine, like oh, pair Zach Levine with free agent. Yeah, I don't think they'll have room for a free agent. Um, yeah. But they have a ton of picks. I mean, they don't have their own picks, so I think it would be more compelling for them to just go get another guy. Yeah, go get another guy. Maybe use those Suns' picks. Use whatever picks or players not McCall Bridges, Cam Johnson. I mean, maybe you have to throw Spencer Dinwiddie in there, but. I mean, if you can go get somebody to just add to your like, I don't know if it's changed since he got traded, but I would love to see them make a move to go add like a Josh Hart type to to play with McCall Bridges. Obviously, I don't think that's like your like second star, but I just feel like I think that I think that pairing would be insane to watch. What if they went just because he's been like getting in a tussle with his old coach? That I mean. They've made a coaching change, so they're probably going to extend it another year. But, like, Trey Young. Oh, my God. I mean, adding Trey Young to that (laughs) team. I mean, if you don't have to – if you can keep McCall, Cam Johnson, and Nick Claxton, and you just add in Trey Young minus whatever everything else you have to give up. It's it's like the Suns, but better. Yeah. Wait a second. I mean – Wait a second. That's like the little Spider-Man meme. Hold up now. That's just what – like – I mean, I can't think of another player that's probably going to be available. That <laughs> I hope they get Trey Young now. Oh, my God. I mean, who else would they go and get? Like, Bradley Beal is they, another name that I could... If they got Trey Young, I hope I'm with you when that happens. And I'm just going to look at you and be like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> did they just become best friends, too? I love it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm trying to think of maybe a kind of younger guy, like maybe 23 or 24 
either on their second contract or right about to be on their second contract. Yeah. Where there's not a ton of guys even in that range this upcoming season. I got, I got Gary Trenton Jr. Eh. Don't really know if I want to pay that for him. I'm trying to just look at age wise. Yeah. Lonnie Walker, probably not enough production. I mean, I think the farther we go down, that's going to be less. Product. I mean, if the Trailblazers decide that they want to keep Dame and they're like, okay, Shane Sharp is probably our number two. You know, just thinking mm-hmm. like Anthony Simons, we've already tried the. C.J. McCollum, the Wesley Matthews, the mm. now oh, you think Anthony Simons. No, I think they'd get rid of Anthony Simons. Oh, like, God. deciding, deciding awesome. yeah, this doesn't work. Awesome. This does not work with Dame. And they go out and they're like, we'll give you two firsts. Right oh my God. Well, I know. I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to name. Um, like, Anthony Simons goes out like he has his own team now. Mm-hmm. Like, he may not be – he's not be, on the level of Trey Young. That would be awesome. But – that would be the kind of guy that, I mean, maybe basically just a new Booker, uh-huh. like more of like a passing guy, maybe more like now Booker, not early career Booker. Mm-hmm. You know, where he's just, I got to get mine. He's still like that. What do you mean? Yeah, Every I know. Six. But <laughs> Cam Thomas yeah, is yeah. like he's in that not tier. He's in that same like mold that I want, mm-hmm. but. I don't think Cam Thomas is going to be like that guy. I agree. He can go out and drop twenty five, mm-hmm. easy. But yeah, I can't I, wait when to I'm trying to the, build a team. Yeah, you you can't wait to put him into the six man role. Is the thing mm-hmm. you don't want him to be the guy. Um, can we talk about Wiseman? Yes, let's go into Wiseman. Um, or sorry, sorry, sorry. let's do Sadiq Bay. I'm sorry. Okay. Can Sadiq. you give me and everyone listening another explanation on how? The Warriors gave up this setup and got Gary Trent Jr. Or Gary, Gary Payton Jr. I'm just a little lost on where they were supposed to get Sadiq Bay, and they don't get him. They lose James Wiseman, and now I'm looking at their roster, and they have Gary Payton Jr. I think, I think that's horrible. I just don't... Like, why, would, why wouldn't you just re-sign him? I, I, I thought they just got... I thought they got um, Sadiq Bay. Honestly, yeah, I, I think For that would have been great. Like when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, we are chilling." Sadiq Bay on this squad, y'all about to make him look so good. This is awesome. You just don't have to re-sign someone. Call it a day. Awesome. You got a little age there. It's cool. And then like, I blink and they have, they traded the second overall pick for Gary Payton Jr., who they already had on their team. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Sadiq Bey was going to the Warriors, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't want to have to hate Sadiq Bey. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the Andrew Wiggins thing. It's like, yeah. oh, he's kind of good. Like, they just got him for nothing. Like, you think these guys aren't that great, and then they go to the Warriors, and you're just like, dude, how did they just get that guy? Like, in the draft, whenever they were drafting, like, 29th, 30th, they got, I think it was, like, Jacob Evans. And I was like, bruh, he's about to drop, like, 15 a game, dog. <laughs> Like, why did they get him? Like, that's the next Curry, bro. And then they ended up getting Jordan Poole, who ended up being... Yeah. Bro, he is... I don't know if he's fun to watch or if he's, like, annoying to watch. Because he just sits there. And he does these, like, ridiculous, like, all-star game moves, like, dribbling the ball. Mm-hmm. And then he just, like, lasers a pass to, his, to the guy. And it's like, you probably could have just, like, passed it to him. Mm-hmm. Not just... Domed him. Definitely has a, a little extra flash to his game. Bro, I already know they ain't going to listen to it. Beggar's brother tried to tell me that Jordan Poole had a chance of winning MVP next year. And I, I was... 
G League MVP? Bro, I was restraining myself from not going on a 30-minute rant. A 30, 30-minute 30 rant. I was like, how? He's not even the best player on his team. And he was like, he's like, well, yeah, he, I just think he's good. He's going to get more minutes. I'm like, more minutes? He, he's a starter. He's a starter. What do you mean? I, I was about to lose it, bro. Yeah, bad take. Yeah, terrible. It's like Ryan saying, Lonzo's going to win MVP. Terrible take. But yeah. um, Sadiq Bay, 12 points, 4.5 rebounds, 1.5 assists, and 8 games for the Hawks. Uh, they have a 3-5 and five record in games that he's played. Yeah. I, uh, my, we don't have to talk about him a lot. I kind of just wanted to bring out the fact that they basically gave up the second-round pick. They could have been LaMelo for um, a player they already had on their team. Um, that they didn't want to resign, and now they just pay him the same amount. Mm-hmm. Um, I just said meh. Kind of, kind of never been super impressed with him. I know he can shoot, but per usual, but something cool. Small sample size, but his three point percentage right now is fifty percent. Um, so you know maybe that's a little bump for a playoff run. I don't hate it for the Hawks, honestly. I mean, I mean that's probably the best player in that deal. Yeah, they give He's up probably... anything. Um, no, not much. Yeah. Um, you want to go to the other side of that and talk about Wiseman? Yep, let's hit Wiseman. Uh, they are currently winless when James Wiseman has played. It's because Cade, Cade's hurt. That's what it is. I mean, I, <laughs> I agree to an extent. Um, before last night's game, he had 10.5 points, 8 rebounds, and a block in 7 career games for the Pistons. They were 0-7. They ended up losing again last night. But he played pretty well. Um... His stats looked pretty good. He had a solid 21 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, with a steal and 2 blocks. So, pretty impressive. I like that game. I mean, if that was a stat line for him over a 10-game period, mm-hmm. we'd say he looks good. Yeah. I just, my main takeaway, and again, probably another pretty small one for me, is, um, I mean, we're just going to at least get him get to see him play. That's I put I, three or two two pluses. That was one of them. We at least get to see him on the court. Um, and I said uh, it's not much different than his rookie season. So maybe that's why the war, the Warriors traded him. Um, this guy who they thought was a physical project and but had all the intangibles and all the the physical traits to build into the perfect center for them is still physical traits. Um, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't see the progression in his game. Like if you, if you want to do something fun this week, I'm going to give you some homework. Uh-oh. Go, uh, look up James Wiseman high school highlights. It is quite literally the exact same thing. Um, and not in a good way, not in like, oh, he was dogging kids back then. Yeah. Ball stuff. It is, it just, you can just feel the like lack of change in his game. Um, even though you were on. You were with an organization who is surrounded by shooters, who is surrounded by amazing playmakers, amazing ball players. I just I, – I don't know what we expected him to be. Like, I know we had him pretty high on our draft boards, but – good center? It, it's just, like, we knew he wasn't good at defense. Like, we knew that going into the draft. We knew that when we were studying him. Like, why did everybody think he was going to become this good defensive center? Like, DeAndre, I remember DeAndre Jordan was, like, his career arc. Like, that's what he's probably going to become. 
What DeAndre Jordan was a good like defensive guy. Yeah. Like he made all defensive teams. He made an all NBA team. Yeah. Like, how are we projecting a guy that can't play defense to come into the league and be a guy that basically made his career playing defense and catching lobs? Um Like it that doesn't make sense to me. Like why didn't yeah. we just I mean, that would be like projecting like Jabari Josh Giddy. That would be like Projecting Josh Giddy to come in and be like, say Anthony Edwards, like in a, just a taller Anthony Edwards. He's like he's not he's not athletic. He's uh-huh. not super athletic like that. He's not like a lights out three point shooter. Like we can't compare those two guys because that he has none of that in his game. Yeah. Like I just don't like thinking back on it. I mean, we were stupid. I was stupid. Everybody was stupid. We it's did. We did have him. We did have him below Lamelo. Oh yeah, and Lamelo Ant. was one. And and I had. I think we had him below Ant. I also had Killian Hayes above him. I I remember that. We we go next. I was pretty high about. Hey, they're teammates now. Maybe this. they're gonna. Maybe they're both gonna be amazing. The good thing is, is that I hear from a lot of people like Zach Lowe and like smart guys that Killian Hayes is probably gonna be like a long time NBA player. Maybe not good, but like his defense and his passing are, like, good enough to continually be on teams. I mean, J.J. Barea played, like, 10 NBA seasons, so. <laughs> back back then. They, these guys could. <laughs> they could tank and still last a while. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Um, my next player, unless you have something else to talk about. No, I'm trying uh, to see if I can find any recollection of rankings for 2021. Yeah. Um, so, my next player is D'Angelo Russell. So he's played four games so far for the Lakers. They're three and one. They've won a lot of impressive games lately. In their last nine ga- or last ten games um, since about the trade deadline, they're seven and three. So very impressive. They added a bunch of new players. Um, LeBron hasn't played much, and I've been pretty impressed with D'Lo. And an extension, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, Mo Bamba, like all that. Jared Vanderbilt is the best ad. I'm sorry. Oh, I agree. Like I agree, but D'Lo is the better, bigger name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt it was the position they needed. Oh, for sure. <laughs> they needed that guy that could let or that would make AD play the five, mm-hmm. but not like make LeBron play the four. Mm-hmm. You know, because. Because they, they needed that guy that was the four, but LeBron would be the three. Mm-hmm. And a little wedge guy. Yeah. Um, a cheap wedge guy, if you listen to last year's pod, or last episode's podcast. Cheap. cheap we, don't, we don't pay up for those. Uh, okay, D'Angelo Russell, his stats, 13.5 points, 3.5 rebounds, 5 assists. Not doing much on the defensive end, but 3-1. <laughs> Bruh, his only defensive stats in four games... Was one steal. I can, I just close my eyes and I just see him in the Ohio State jersey and I'm like, ah, oh, God, you can't play defense. You're never gonna play defense. I just know it. And that's all I can think about. Anytime I think about his defense, bro, I'm trying to think back to that draft and be like, I like Devin Booker more than that guy, and mm-hmm. he ended up being way better. Mm-hmm. And that was like Kentucky bias. I was mm-hmm. what 16, 17 mm-hmm. around the time of that draft, but. I just remember being like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, 
because they were projecting Jaleel Okafor to go number one, D'Lo to go two or three, and then Cat to go two or three. And I was just like, I would probably take like half the Kentucky roster before most of these guys. <laughs> and obviously Kentucky bias, but I mean, looking back, Booker's probably the best player from that draft. It's probably Booker than Cat yeah, than Kristaps. And you're not gonna make me defend Devin <laughs> or uh, Chris. Uh, Either of those two, honestly. But you're not going to make me defend Cat. That's for damn sure. Um, but, like, those three might be the best players from that 2015 draft. Or, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too against that. Yeah, D'Lo, my note on him. Uh, I said, um, defense question mark. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously a net positive for star power. And the biggest thing is it's just a more movable asset. More, more liquid asset than Westbrook, in my opinion. Um, higher chance of Lily trading him for anything or putting him in any package to get anyone. Um, don't touch on Bamba while we're on the Lakers. Let's hit it. Um, just my note before you give us stats. Uh, but Bamba, um, was Thomas Bryant just better? <laughs> like, like for real, yes. was, was he just better? Okay, yes. explain to me why this deal even happened. Um, well, they were separate deals because Thomas Bryant was in – they got two seconds back, and I think they used – those seconds and one of the other deals, mm. but um, it just feels like a positional replacement, and yet it was a downgrade. I don't know. I agree, but I think it was more so that they could be like, "Are you better than Mo?" Like to Anthony Davis, like, do you want to play with Mo Bamba at the five? No, probably not. Would you? Do you want to play with Thomas Bryant at the five? Probably. Like, do you want to put another big guy next to you? That's like beefier like we'll guard the fives mm-hmm. or do you want me to put Mo Bamba next to you and you're still probably gonna have to guard the fives like I think I think they were kind of just messing with him a little bit <laughs> I um, feel like it I feel like the pitch was okay do you want Thomas Bryant, Bryant or do you want Jared Vanderbilt and Mo Bamba and then you don't got to play as many minutes and it, and he was said I like the way that sounds I'm I'm trying to play 25 minutes that, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, Mo Bamba, five and a half. De- okay. What? I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the stats, and the first thing they have listed because it's the most is rebounds. <laughs> Four and a half points, five and a half rebounds with .6 assists and seven games for the Lakers. Um, five and two record. Yeah. Six and two after last night. Yeah. Because they beat the Grizzlies. Um, kind of whatever moves. Honestly, I'm hope. Like, I'm sure you're also hoping this. I'm hoping the Lakers miss the playoffs just because they made all these moves. I think that would be awesome. Um, I but then the what? Pelicans get a better pick. Shut up. <laughs> uh, let's go to one of the other star involved on this side of that deal, or do you want to jump to a different team? On in that deal? Yeah, we're going to Westbrook. Oh. Bro, I thought oh, you, you, were don't, saying... you don't want to call him a star anymore? Bro. We can, we can stop, I had we can no stop idea. Calling him a star. I, we, were on, we were talking about Mo Bamba, and I thought you were talking about Patrick Beverly. I was <laughs> like, bruh, why? <laughs> why do you want to talk about Patrick Beverly? Patrick Beverly, the Bro, star. He, had, he, had, he missed a triple-double because of points. Idiot. I think he had like 8, 10, and 10. That's how it be sometimes. Goofy. Uh, let's talk about Westbrook. Um, I don't even think I have notes specifically about him because I feel like I've talked about him so much on the podcast lately. Like, I talked about his most blocked shots at the rim last week, two weeks ago. I talked about the turnovers leaving the Achilles heel of this team come playoffs. Like, all those kind of involve Westbrook a little bit. Um, but 
This team's defense um, and turnovers seem to be a a little, 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 just too high for what you'd expect for a title favorite. Um, And I think they're they're almost like they're missing a true point guard. And then they got one. But I also kind of feel like I need a different style for them. Maybe even like uh, Reggie Jackson stuff. I mean, I don't know. Reggie Jackson sucked. <laughs> like, Reggie Jackson just sucks in general. I, I, I think they needed to go out and get, like, Fred VanVleet. I wish they would have gotten... Um, Rather than Eric Gordon, Bones Highland, Russell Westbrook, like, just a collection of guys. Yeah. Like, you're already deep. Yeah. Like, you already have, Super like, deep. eight guys that you can say, I can go into the playoffs with them. Why not just go out and get another guy that you could be like, this is our third. Like, mm-hmm. this is our... Third best player. I would have been intrigued if they'd have got either of the other two point guards that were involved in that little three-team action there. Conley or I don't think they could have gotten it money-wise. Like, if those guys got cut, then Mm -hmm. I could have seen it. But just because you knew Westbrook was going to get cut, I I think that they were saying, yeah, we're probably just going to go ahead and pick him up, Mm -hmm. not trade a bunch of stuff. But, I mean, you can't win a championship like that. you got to be aggressive. Mm -hmm. I mean... The Warriors, I, I hate hyping them up about like how good of a franchise they are, but no, you don't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do because they took my the guy that I'm about to talk about. They won a championship. They won the most games in NBA history. The next year, lost in the championship. But you know what they did? They went out and got the guy that was either the best or the second best player in the NBA at that point, and Kevin Durant. They weren't complacent. They said, yeah, we, we just won the most games in NBA history, but let's go out and get the best or second best player in the league. It just hurts because, like, we talk about it a lot sometimes like in like fantasy where it's like, okay, I want the stars. Like, the depth is nice. It is nice, especially when you have good depth. Mm-hmm. But I want the stars. It kind of feels like the um, the Clippers have just, like, settled for just, like, well, we're just going to scoop up all the really, really good role players. But it's like, well, we're going to have Luka and Kyrie drop 40 apiece and also have decent role players. Yeah. I it, I mean, you can look at it now with the Suns. Like, they, two seasons ago, made the finals. It definitely gave some competitive. They, That's for damn sure. They ended up losing. The next year, they won the most games in the league. This year, they haven't been as great. But they went out and got Kevin Durant. Like, it seems like, yes, Kevin Durant is, like, a guy that is... Sounds like that's who the Clippers need to go get. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Well, they got a place to go get him. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they traded another one in that uh, Houston deal to get Eric Gordon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, (laughs) But it's like... (laughs) Okay. I, I just don't understand the whole point of the... Like, what if Westbrook didn't get bought out? What would they have done? Nothing. Like... Literally nothing. Like, I just don't... I don't understand. Like, you go, you can go and look at the Heat, although it hasn't worked out for them a ton. I mean, they went to the finals. They had a not-as-great year the next year. I think they lost in the second round to the Bucks, maybe. Um, and then they went out and got Kyle Lowry. I mean, Kyle Lowry isn't a great player, but they kept pushing in, got another guy that has been a star, has been a multi-time all-star. Has been a champion. Like, mm-hmm. they went out and got another guy. They're pushing for it. And it's like, 
The Clippers just don't feel like they want it. Mm-hmm. Like, their team is good. Their team is can be great. But it just feels like they're in the, let's see if it'll work. Let's mm-hmm. let's see if this happens so that we can be great. Let's see yeah. if this happens. Like like I said, what if Westbrook didn't get bought out? Are you are you happy with you traded Reggie Jackson? You traded John Wall. Are you happy with either Bones Highland or Terrence Mann being being your starting point guard for the rest of the season? I guess so. Uh, no, I'm saying like, would you be happy oh, with no. that? Like no. as their GM? No. Like you're trying to win a championship. That cannot be your starting point guard. Like your your stars are not LeBron James. Mario Chalmers cannot be your point guard. <laughs> like that at the end of the day, that's that's how it has to be. Like you can't that anyways, Westbrook's averaging fifteen and a half points, eight and a half assists, four rebounds. Um, those stats are kind of boosted from that insane one hundred seventy five point game that the Clippers had. But they're one and five. I think they're two and five now. Um with Res- Westbrook, but not great. I mean, we just talked about them for a few minutes, and the outlook for them is just not amazing. Like it's just, it's just mediocre. All right, next move that we got to touch on, uh, I guess a little checkup for these little guys is Kyrie Irving. Um, probably the player that I would say is now going to play with the best player of the grouping. Would you say that? Yeah, for sure. Kyrie well, Irving. basically just Luca. Unless we Luka. talk about Crowder. LOL. So okay, okay, fair enough. He's a, he's actually LOL. Fair enough, fair enough, I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess. You about just turn yourself into I guess, I guess. I'm about to be like, oh, you don't like Giannis anymore? No. no. You a Brook Lopez fanboy now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, he would still be getting to play with that if I thought it was Brook Lopez. Yeah. Um, but, Kyrie Irving, honestly, for me, business as usual, his stats are almost identical, almost identical use of percentage, almost identical points. Almost identical rebounds, almost identical assists. Kind of what we expected from a guy like this. Same thing we thought we thought with KD. Um, uh, basically, with these guys being so deep in their career, it's kind of it's going to be business as usual. Um, the biggest thing I want to touch on with him is Lucas' usage percentage is coming slowly, very slowly, back down to earth. Um, but uh, Lucas is still averaging in the time that he's played with Kyrie, thirty three, eight, and seven. Like, I mean. Heck yeah. Lower usage percentage, slightly lower minutes. You're still giving me over 30. Like, you can't ask much more than that. Yeah. Um, He's actually averaging the most points per game out of everybody that got moved at the trade deadline. Kyrie? Yeah. Which, I mean, there's only two people really competing with him. Uh, But it's just cool that he's averaging more than KD. Mm -hmm. I say cool, but... Yeah, KD's played three games. Kyrie's played nine, Mm -hmm. so... That's a more uh, stable sample size than... Yeah. Carry uh, averaging 27 points, five rebounds, a little under seven assists, and then a little over one steal. Um, four and five record since he got there, or in games that he's played since he got there. Um, he wasn't traded on the deadline, so he is kind of a cheating bringing him up. But um, okay. I, he's one of the guys that could be like I have him pretty far down the list because I don't think he's changed a ton of how they play mm. because. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie was doing almost the same thing. It's just that Kyrie was is a better player than him. Mm-hmm. So I think it's less of a upgrade as, like, Kevin Durant over McCall Bridges, even though McCall Bridges is playing amazing now. Um, Got a crazy stat for you. Let's hear it. So, 
Um, during Kyrie's first four games with the team. Now, obviously, this is just the first four. This is from last week in my notes, but uh, I didn't update it for this. In his first four games, the Mavericks were number one in the league in passes per game. Before they got Kyrie, they were bottom seven at the beginning of this year and last year. I'm pretty sure, didn't they have like the number one offense of all time last year, or was that two years ago? Mm. Whatever it was, they have been like the number one offense of all time, which is now um, the Sacramento Kings this year. Pretty sick. Um, but yeah, Kyrie playing. I think, I think him being moved is honestly more a bump for Luka than even just him, in my opinion. Kind of what we thought with Kyrie, or with uh, Booker as well. I don't think he's gonna stay there after this offseason though. Sucks. Yeah. Um next player? Yep. Who Last player? Uh Conley or Hart? Oh. We can um, do just one of them, honestly. They're both I only actually yeah, I only really want to talk about one, so you pick. Um we can splash on Conley for a sec okay. if you want. Um, um but I have more to talk about with Josh Hart. Perfect. Mike Conley. I think his play style is just better for Anthony Edwards than Dilo. Mm-hmm. Next. They're 4-4, four and four, so 500 since he's gotten there. But Rudy Gobert has played a lot better. Um, and they he still have to add Cat in. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, but Josh Hart, until last night, so I'm using the stats cause from before last night because they did lose. Um, he had the same percentage as Kevin Durant, but he had the Knicks were 9-0 and since they acquired him. Mm-hmm. Um, He's averaged 11.5 points, a little under six rebounds, three, a little over three assists, and then one and a half steals um, since they acquired him. Pretty good stat line. And the thing is, is he's shooting. Like, he's actually attempting mm-hmm. shots. Um, back when he was with the Trailblazers, he said the reason that he wasn't shooting was because it was kind of like how Draymond is with Clay and Steph, is that he felt that it was always a better shot when Dame or Simons or Jeremy Grant were taking the shot. Mm. He always felt like it was a better shot for them, mm. even when Josh Hart was wide open. Hmm. Like, Weird. He, he, in an interview, he said that with, I think it was Zach Lowe. Um, he was saying that even if I'm wide open, Dame is probably has a higher percentage look than probably I does. do. Um, so I thought that was... Pretty impressive of him to say, and he's looked really good with New mm-hmm. York. Talking about a lucky charm, yeah. Nine and one, first ten. Um, the Knicks are still uh, very hard to watch, honestly. It's um, all because of Julius Randle. It really is. It re- and you know, I don't want to be that guy. Embiid plays the same way. Just saying, they play the exact same play style. Look at the shot chart. Defensively, Embiid's better. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Offensively, they are the exact same in my head. But, um, yeah, up to 28 minutes per game. Off the bench, honestly, a true six-man for him. Um, Curious to see if they end up getting him starting minutes. It's going to be hard, especially with how quickly he's playing right now. Um, Quickly's a six-man, too. It's um, Quentin Grimes, Mm -hmm. who was the – should have been MVP of the Rising Stars game. He – Bro, they need to get him more shots. Nah. Like, they need to force the ball to him when he's open on the perimeter. Like, dude, he is one of the better shooters I've watched in the past couple of years. And his percentages don't show it because he's only attempting, like, four threes a game. 
I think if he was attempting nine or ten, which is, I think what Sadiq Bay was averaging when he was last year with the Pistons, mm-hmm. like, I think he could be a seventeen point per game guy, just off of three point attempts. Really? Like, I think he could shoot. What is his three point rate? That's pretty low. Um, Let's see, that's crazy. Just the way, like his form, beautiful. Um, I mean, the way that that's super low. Yeah, it's like sixty six. The so I think like if you put him in an Isaiah Joe role, he'd be knocking shots down. Because you saw whenever he played with a I mean, generational passer in Josh Giddy. I hey, you can't you can't tell me he's not. You cannot tell me that he is not a generational passer. I will say that, and um, but Quentin Grimes dropped. 15 or I think it was I think he had 17 points in that first game um, when they were going to 40 Hmm. like and it was because players like Josh Giddy and Jalen Williams Evan Mobley were finding him open and I think it can just change the whole dynamic of an offense when you have an elite shooter like I think he is and can be whether it's for the Knicks or for another team in the future I agree got anything else about Trade deadline checkups. Um, hype up Dario Saric. Um, he's averaging about 10 points per game, three and a half rebounds and an assist. And the Thunder are four and five mm-hmm. in games since he's joined the team. Love that. Probably Basically, gonna... all of them were without Shea, too. So, pretty sick. Um, a, little something on, a little something on the side. Yeah, he's playing like exactly the Mike Muscala role, but he's thicker. Mm-hmm. And, dude. Against the Kings the other day, he had four and ones. Four! Jesus. That's like, I mean, it's annoying, but it's fun. I hate that. Because he just sits there, and the guy jumps, and he's like, oh, you jumped on me. Cool. And he makes it. (laughs) He's not even jumping. Yeah, he just sits there, and he does like this little like pop floater. Like, he doesn't extend his arm fully. He goes, (laughs) like, it's it's just weird, but it's Hmm. so fun to watch. Um, Awards. Uh, I'll start off. We got MVP. My MVP is a little bit of a. I almost just picked Giannis just because I'm so tired of this. Like, I'm well. I'm tired of people being like, "Oh, it's it's a uh, um, Jokic versus Embiid or Jokic versus Tatum, Jokic versus like where? Why is Giannis not even in the conversation right now? I don't understand that. We have the number one record, number one player. I think it's because people want to give it to Embiid. Like he Why? hasn't. Well, I, he it's because he hasn't gotten it in the past two years when you could say he should have gotten it. You could say he didn't deserve it. And then Jokic is, I mean, putting up like the same, if not better, stats than last year and leading the Nuggets to a really good record. I mean, Giannis is playing amazing. Mm. And I think it's, I think it's kind of like how um, Curry was with, you know, when he didn't play like the fourth quarter. Um, I'm, dude, and his stats are amazing. The plus 36 are ignorant for Giannis. Oh, I... There's just so many games where he just does not play the last... Like, he, he will play, like, six minutes less than what he should be playing just for the fact of not needing to. Mm-hmm. It, it's the worst. But I'm going to go with Terry Salaburn. Um, I think he had... Let me pull back up. Uh, 33.7 points per game over four games. Um, 11 assists. And that 11 assists is some whoppers. Um, as far as per, as like single, singular games. I wish he didn't say that. No, that song is stuck in my head. <laughs> a 16, 11, a 6, which pulls down the whole average, 14, 14. 
I mean, this was close to literally being like a 14 average uh, assist week for him. And he hit a game winner. Mm-hmm. The, he put up a 40 game score in one of these games. Um, I will say it sucks because the only game I got, I got to watch for the Pacers this week was the game he didn't play. So, sick. A bummer. Um, but that's okay. Well, who's your MVP this week? Uh, I said it earlier in the podcast, but Devin Booker, 36, 6, 8, 1 and 1, 3 0 record. Um, him next to Kevin Durant is just beautiful. Like, he can just pop off. Um, hit. And the thing is, is like, his 36 isn't like a 28 and then a 50, you know? It's mm-hmm. 35, 37, 36. Mm-hmm. Like, consistent. consistent. And I like that way more than, I mean, Dame played really good that week, but like a 71, 36, 28, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like that. Like that one game is pulling up that. Yeah. Um, Booker played amazing this week. Um, reserve of the week. I gave mine to Plum Dog. Plum Dog. Uh, 13 and a half points, 12 and a half rebounds, two assists. Um, looks pretty good with Russell, West, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Um, but yeah, played really good. Proud of him this week. Uh, I got four. Um, oh, sorry, I missed it. Pilot, it was John Morant, even though. Um, Bro, he's a, he plays in a running gun style system. Yeah, definitely uh, shoot first. Yeah, mentality. Uh, I couldn't think of another <laughs> one really quick. I was waiting. I was <laughs> like, uh, I already said running gun shoot. Uh. <laughs> um, for reserve, I got Tar Eason. Uh, I think I've had him twice this season. One of the few people I've had I've been, time. Actually, you know, with Jaw, I've been comparing him to Pistol Pete. Oh, I've been comparing him to Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> Weird. Weird. Um, but yeah, I got Tarkis as my as my reserve. Uh sixteen and eight with over two stocks per game this week. Um from a rookie. That's a solid ass stat line. Um kind of a cop out because they're giving him a ton of minutes, but technically has not started a single game. So, you know, the usual six man stuff. Nice. Um Rookie of the Week, Jada. Jada. The easiest pick ever. Twenty six, five and six with one block. How many steals per game? Too many. Three. Three steals per game. He, um, on NBA.com, guess where he is on rookie ladder? Where? Number two! He passed Matherin. Um, And they said in it, actually, I'll pull it up. You want to go ahead and talk about him a sec? Uh, I also have Jalen Williams. I actually have two stats for him. He he had a 4.8 assist to turnover ratio this week to go along with his scoring jump with Shea being out. All four games over 20 points per game. Um, including a 32-pointer against Utah, 2.5 steals per game, as well as, here's a cool stat for you, um, Jalen Williams is averaging 6.5 assists per 75 possession. So because y'all play a little bit slower but sometimes, um, uh, I've been kind of like adjusting on the 75 to 100 possession kind of scale sometimes. Um, when Giddy and Shea aren't on the floor, he is at 8.7 assists per 100 possessions. He's our backup point guard. Okay. Just wait. That would be number one against all rookies with over 30 games played and 32nd in the entire NBA, which to me means he could be a starting point guard for every team. Heck yeah. Um, That 32-5-5, there's only been two players in the entirety of Thunder history other than J-Dub to get that. 
and, and that, Giddy. It's not. I'm um, it's Westbrook and KD. Stud. And what really in Thunder history, it's only Westbrook because KD wasn't a rookie in OKC. But that, but with Westbrook and KD, that includes all Sonics history too. Mm. Yeah, pretty insane. That is sick. He's, um, a, he's a dog. He was a piloter as well. Pretty easy. obvious. Um, the quote that I was going to say is: "Paolo contends to." Continues to hold the top rung, but there's a new face and some big hair in the Orlando rookie's rearview mirror. Talk about J-Dub. Fire. Um, Dude, just imagine if J-Dub comes and he's just like, yeah, sorry, I'm rookie of the year. That'd be sick. Sorry, Paolo. That would be sick. Bruh, we have that, and then we're like, he ain't even our highest pick. He our third highest pick, bro. (laughs) Man, we got two out of them picks, and we go pick again this year. Oh. Oh wait, we're adding Grady Dick. We we added a sniper, bro. Somebody, uh, there's another um, tweet out there that somebody said, uh, "OKC is like a hurtling meteor. I need to buy shelter. I need to like build a shelter before they hit us." <laughs> I was like, "Fire me!" Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Somebody else say this, please. Say this, please. Uh, Statline, I got Brunson. Um, He just had something that I honestly don't think I've ever seen before for like a higher point scored game. 39 points, 6 assists, 15 for 8 from the field. 99% true shooting percentage. Jesus. What the f- How? You missed three shots. How you do that? I don't know. True shooting percentage is weird. Yeah. I think, because it's not like effective where it just takes into just like points- for, or a distributor across it, but yeah, pretty cool. Uh, my stat line, I couldn't really find one, and I couldn't remember a stat that uh, stuck out to me, so I gave it to the OKC Big Three um, in that last game against the... Was that against the Warriors? Yes. No, because j didn't play last night. It was the game before. Oh, that's the last it was against the Jazz. Um, so, Giddy, Shea, J-Dub... They had 94 of 125 points, nice. so three-quarters of it. 21 of 42 rebounds, so half. 16 of 24 assists. 7 of the 9 steals, and 3 of the 4 blocks. Hmm. So, one stat, they had 50%. All the other ones, they had 75% or more. And who was it? J-Dub, J-Dub Giddy, Giddy, and, and Shea. And Shea. <laughs> Which, obviously, but... Um, and if you add Usman Jang into there, then all those stats are just like the points would have been uh, 106 okay. out of 125. So y'all got some shitters, that's what I'm hearing. Kinda. No, <laughs> nah, we got some stars. <laughs> uh, game, I got Spurs beating the Pacers. The game I mentioned earlier that I didn't get to see Tyrus Halliburton in. Um, well, I got a few kind of cool things on it. Uh, Malachi Brennan is getting a such a huge bump. Um, on his on-ball creation, you should definitely take advantage. Definitely took advantage of Vassell being out for so long. Vassell's kind of getting roped back in now. Um, Sohan had some insane plays for pick and roll. I'm talking like offense, defense, being the ball handler, guarding the ball handler, being the roll man, guarding the roll man, just doing it all. Um, I was very, very impressed in how he was guarding them and playing it on offense. Um, a bummer. I mentioned again with no Halliburton playing, but I think I've said this before. But like this Spurs team has just so many just lanky guys. Like they kind of feel like they're like, mm, if they get Wembenyama, I might take them for playoffs next year. 
I ain't kidding. I think I might. Now it's gonna be hard because I would have. I I called y'all playoffs this year if y'all had chat, but play it's gonna, it's gonna be hard. Play in. Yeah, I did say play in. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it I, it would take some falling and growing, but I think there's a chance. I think there really is. I think this team is pretty damn good. Uh, my game of the week goes to a double overtime game where the Knicks outlasted the Boston Celtics. Emmanuel quickly scored 38 in his 55 minutes. I hate that. <laughs> he only he People only were like, oh my god, Emmanuel quickly's points per game is so good. He played two games. <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, he only missed three minutes in that game. Uh, Brunson was out. Uh, during that one, and the Knicks beat the Celtics. Double OT. Uh, Jason Tatum dropped 40. Mitchell Robinson, 14 rebounds, tied with Al Horford, and then quickly had a 7-1 to turnover ratio. Jesus. Pretty good. Uh, team. I got the Mavericks. Um, they are absolutely ungarbled in the pick of heart now. Kyrie, 5.7 possessions per game. 1.54 points per possession on those. That's number one in the NBA with... I mean, taking out all the little, like, small usage guys. Um, and then Luka, 10.4 possessions per game, 1.06 uh, points per possession. That's 12. So I got two top 12 guys um, in pick and roll. Um, and they combined for 82 in a game this week, which is pretty damn awesome. Sick. Um, I gave this to the Knicks before they lost last night. They were on a nine-game win streak. They were playing insane, just beating some pretty good teams. Some bad teams, but overall, it was a really nice nine-game win streak. Uh, Dud, John Morant, next. <laughs> I said, I said, LOL, bro, who do you think you are? Arenas? <laughs> I, um, I had to give it to Giannis's triple-double attempt. Did you see they, they resended yes. Did it? Did they count that or no? They Fuck. counted it, and then they took it away. I saw the, I saw the rebound, and I was like, I was like, because somebody, I, can't, I think it was like Jamal Tinsley, like a bunch of years ago, he went up and did like the exact same thing. And then the dude that was guarding him came over and like tried to take him out. Like it was just like disrespectful to the game is what they said post game. Um, because he shot it on the wrong goal. Mm. And um, then, I feel like I've seen Westbrook do that shit before. I can't lie. I feel not like- where he throws it up on the basket. He'll, he'll Stephen Adams will box out for him, but he never goes and like, I feel like throws it up on the wrong basket. Um, but yeah, that was my dud of the week. Uh, surprise. Okay, you ready for this one? Um, you go, you go first. Sorry, I don't have one. So. What? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I gotta turn this. Totally forgot. I okay. How many players – actually, I'm going to tell you one of them. Do you want the number now or do you want the number 10 years ago? Uh, give me the number now. Okay. There are 46 players averaging over 20 points per game right now. Oh, I knew that. Well, okay. not the exact number, but – Okay. How many are averaging – how many averaged 20 in 10 years ago? Um, so like eight or something? Eleven. Yeah. Yeah, I knew I knew it dropped a ton, but I couldn't remember the exact amount. I wanted to, uh, I, I I got so busy yesterday, and that's, I mean that's why I got, you guys are getting this episode a day late. That was my fault, but I wanted to go in and look and be like, are those same eleven? How many of them are still in the twenty? <laughs> Which would have been cool. I, I think I think it would probably honestly be like 
seven or eight, honestly. There's maybe six like play. A, Go ahead. Maybe like a, a mellow fell out a 10 years ago. I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe 10 years is kind of a long time, but like, I mean, like, you know, Braun, KD. It was probably mellow, Dwight. No, yeah. Mellow, we would lose. Dwight, we would lose. Kobe. I was thinking maybe like, like a Duncan, we would lose in there. Yeah. I so mean, take like, out the guys that are retired now. Yeah, maybe like and... seven, six, which would be kind of cool that half of them are still in the in that number, but sick. Um, I have something that's pretty on par with that. Uh, six players averaging over thirty points per game right now. Yeah, six. Um, that's the most all time, and it's the most man. by like three or two or three players. Jesus. So. Depending, obviously, we don't think that all six are going to end up averaging over 30, but they do. Insane. Giannis probably won't. He'll probably play less minutes and fucking lose it. He's tied with Shea right now for most points. He's only at 31. I was looking it up whenever I was was talking some shit about Jokic. Um, Jokic per 36, 26 points per game. Giannis, 34. 34. He definitely a better score. What about, what, about, what about assists? I was about to say. Assists are definitely uh, going to be higher. So Jokic is 26. I'll just round up everything. I thought you were about to say 26 assists. I was like, bro, how? I'm just going to round up everything. Um, 26, 13, 11. Okay. Giannis is 35, 11, uh, sorry, 35, 13, 6. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, so he's what four assists? If all four of those are two pointers, he puts up the same number of points. He also has more rebounds. Yeah. Uh, Jokic averaging a triple double right now. Is he going to get it to close out the season? I hope not. Be the third player in NBA history to average a triple double. I hope he doesn't. I kind of hope he doesn't, but it would be kind of cool. Like I. I get that everybody is on this whole thing of Jokic doesn't deserve it. Jokic is, but to no, say he's, he's stat padding, no, no, he's. Insane. I think that's. I think that is ridiculous. That's no, irresponsible. Yeah, no, that is yeah. stupid of people to say. <clears throat> Kendrick Perkins. I know we're like an hour and a half in, but hello. Like, did yeah, you see you that? Not, yes, and okay. I, I am a hundred percent on JJ Redick's. I feel like oh, that's what I say a lot. But like, you can't just go out. And say something so irresponsible that a player like Jokic is stat padding. Westbrook, you could say he was stat padding. Because he averaged five points per game, bro. Shut yeah, the like fuck shut up. up. Like First whatever. Of all, you've never been bro, good. Somebody, somebody posted on TikTok a compilation of his best plays, and it was him like throwing the ball out of bounds, like dribbling and hitting it off his foot. They were like, "Look, he got he got some insane behind the back passes." Straight out of bounds. He, he has some game-winning layups. Missed the entire room. It was so funny. I hate him so um, much. But yeah, completely irresponsible to be saying stuff like that. And I get I get it. You're trying to get clicks. I, I hate that type of media. Say the things that you believe. If you don't believe it, don't say it. And if you do believe it, get off of TV because you are stupid. Why, why are you getting paid to think like, that? That is just dumb. Like, it is completely dumb. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Mm -hmm. Anyways, you know we love you, and we're out. Later.